I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and I pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. A wise man once said, The secret of all failure is our failure in secret prayer. Prayer was never meant to be complicated. It's supposed to be as easy as taking your next breath. But if we're honest as human beings, we like to make things complicated, right? Which is why so many people struggle to cultivate and master the tiny but vital habit of prayer. When returning from a road trip just last weekend, road trip up north, it was beautiful, snowstorms and all, just gorgeous. I was blessed to listen to a conversation with Fran Lebowitz. Now, she is the subject of a new Netflix docuseries. It's called Pretend It's a City. I haven't seen it yet, but I am going to catch a few episodes because this conversation with Fran was really great. She is 70 years young and best known for her social commentaries on American life. And I've always loved world history, including the history of my country here, the United States. Uh, fascinating, the the behaviors and, the, and the, the stories of humanity. So I was listening to this interview, and I also always lean in close when we're talking with people who are well experienced in this thing called life on planet Earth. The conversation was not about prayer. She did mention a few of her thoughts on forgiveness, specifically Christianity and forgiveness. But what made me think of prayer was when she described a vivid memory from her childhood. She was four years old and she said so excited about starting kindergarten. She was just thrilled. It was her first day. So she noticed a few things on the first day of school. She was the youngest child in her class, really tiny. She was a tiny little thing that stuck with me because both of my sons were very tiny in kindergarten as well. And that day, her teacher did something really harsh. I can't think of any other way to describe it. She plastered a bandage, a big band-aid of some sort across Fran's mouth, and she made her sit in the corner of the room holding a sign that said, I am a chatterbox. And eventually in the academic career, all of Fran's teachers or many of Fran's teachers reported to her parents regularly that Fran asked too many questions. Her parents even said that she was the kind of child who was always talking and especially asking questions. I smiled as I listened to her share this part of her journey because I am a chatterbox. Yeah. (laughs) And not just as a child, but now as a broadcaster and an author and a speaker, I, I, you know, I just love conversation and, and talking with folks and getting to know folks and listening to folks and asking questions. But I wasn't the kind of child who talked often to other people. In my younger years, I was really shy. I stayed quiet a lot. I was pretty young when I figured out that very few people were actually listening or interested in anything I had to say, and especially not interested in answering my many, many questions. But I received a blessing around age four and a half 
because that was when I began a conversation with a little stuffed raccoon that I named Radar. We found them in the hospital. My baby sister Mariko was was not born yet, so we were at the hospital a lot. Somebody left this little stuffed raccoon in the waiting room, and he became my very best friend. And no one could convince me. I still have him. He's right here at my bedside today. And no one could convince me as a young child that Radar wasn't listening and responding back. Radar and I had a secret quiet language between us. It was very Professor Charles Xavier from X-Men, you know, read, read each other's minds, a back and forth between us, a secret language that only we could understand. And like Fran, as a little girl, I asked a lot of questions and I asked Radar a lot of questions and he was wise, the wisest raccoon in the world, I called him. He knew all the answers. But I wonder, though, I, I would wonder about those answers sometimes, but they all just seemed to make so much sense. So I didn't wonder too much. Radar was a wise raccoon. So I wonder about you. This is not an uncommon phenomenon. I'm not embarrassed to share this because a lot of kids do this. A lot of kids have an imaginary friend or a very special object that they have a, a very special, intimate, secret relationship with these stuffed animals and imaginary friends. Did you ever have a friend like that as a child? That one imaginary friend that you could always talk to and share adventures, the one who understood you and always loved spending time with Y-O-U. You were besties every day and life was simple and fun. This is where we get all the way back to the simplicity and joy of true prayer. And the quote from the wise man who said, the secret of all failure is our failure in secret prayer. And this is Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. You and I aren't here because we're interested in failing at soul care. This is about guaranteed success because people change for good when we feel successful. My mentor, BJ Fogg, he has shown this in many, many ways. Uh, behavior design, the good things happen when we feel successful. So how do you cultivate the habit of living prayerfully. Or as I like to call it, how do we cultivate the tiny habit of life with God all day, every day? As always, the answer to this question is right here for us in Scripture. Jesus described prayerful living in the Gospel of John chapter 15. It's right there. Listen to this. He says, live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine and you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the relationship is intimate and organic. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown into the bonfire. But if you make yourself at home with me, the Lord says, and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, that fruit, when you mature as my disciples, I have loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. And my words are home in you. 
If you keep my commands, you remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. I've kept my father's commands and I make myself at home in his love. Now, here's my favorite part of this teaching from John 15. Jesus says, I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. Some translations say, I've told you about these things that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. And that's it right there. That's the fruit, the result of true prayer, of living prayerfully, of life with God. You're in this ongoing conversation. It's not one-sided. You have a living awareness of the presence of God with you and in you. And so you just begin to talk with him at every opportunity, out loud or secretly within. And in time, you'll see why the scriptures promise that you will begin to be someone who always recognizes God's voice, leading you to live out his love. And I often will say that, if I'm not talking to a person, then I am, I'm in conversation with God in my waking hours. And even sometimes in my sleep, I've, I've woke up praying before. And that's what happens when you, you really lean into this tiny but mighty habit of true prayer. You learn to recognize his voice. He's always responding. And that leads you to live out his love, his hope his peace, his kindness, his goodness and his faithfulness, and, oh, especially his joy. And it's not about perfection because no human besides Jesus is perfect. It's never perfection, but it's faithfulness. We can't ever be perfect, but we can always choose to be faithful. You know, God's listening. He's responding. And when you live in this awareness, life becomes simple and fun and free, true freedom, like a child in kindergarten. Only there's no towering, shaming teacher waiting to punish you for asking too many questions or not, or for being too chatty. You can never exhaust God with your questions. You can never converse with him too much. He's always happy to see you. And as one of my favorite teachers says, you, yes, you, you are his favorite child. He likes you and he loves you. He always sees the best in you, what's good in you, because he put it there. So give it a try. And remember, just like all habits, prayer becomes automatic through practice. And don't worry about the religious rules that you may have heard about prayer. Maybe just adopt Nike's motto. Just do it. Pray (laughs) and know that God is listening and responding. Jesus said, my kids, my sheep hear my voice and they will not follow another. The fruit, the result of true prayer is showing the world what your heavenly father is like, not your earthly one. Or if you're like me, your lack of earthly one. Who knows where that guy went? (laughs) But God is never absent or too busy. Yeah, awkward laugh there. Who knows where that guy went? But God's not like that. He's never absent and he's never too busy. And guess what? He's got all the time in the world. So he's right there with you. So pray. And I challenge you to be brave enough to believe that God is listening. He tunes your voice. He knows your voice. He's listening and he's always speaking. He will respond. And the more you curate and cultivate this relationship, this love relationship in God, you'll start to recognize those responses all around you because you will recognize the voice of your father. So please just pray. 
Thanks for keeping me company for a little while today. I do hope and pray that you'll stop by juniefelix.com, my website there. You'll receive uh, show notes, favorite quotes, that rhymes, free downloads, and also uh, favorite songs for the journey, live chat links, and more. Again, that's juniefelix.com. You'll also get updates on my project with my publisher, NavPress. It's called You Are Worth the Work, moving forward from trauma to faith.